Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon is Pro Simon is Wrestling Podcast, where I have just run into shot and not framed myself up at all. Hopefully the audio is working and everything is going right. It certainly seems to be on my end, but you never know with the crazy setup. Uh, first and foremost, apologies from me for not doing a show uh, on Tuesday as we usually do. I got very, very sick. Uh, I'm, for some reason, there's just a bizarre black screen. What is going on? No idea why there's just a bizarre black screen. There we go. We started. That's good. Uh, yeah, I got very, very sick this week. I um, I got a virus. Uh, had a terrible Monday and Tuesday. Absolutely terrible Monday and Tuesday. Lost a tremendous amount of weight from... Well, luckily, it was up this end rather than the other end. We don't need to get into specifics, but my apologies. But look, now, as we are ready to come back and start doing content again, WWE and CM Punk and Fox and everybody throws a bunch of uh, craziness in our way, and it gives us loads to talk about. But first and foremost, thank you very much for joining me. I do appreciate it. If you're live on YouTube right now, again, please do subscribe. If you're not, go to Simon Miller, search for that on YouTube. Give me a subscribe, like the video, share the video on Twitter and Instagram at Miller316. This is doubly important right now. A massive shout out to patrons this week because, again, I couldn't do any work on Monday and Tuesday. I managed to get out raw ups and downs, but that almost killed me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, without my patron, I don't know what I would have done. I had to cancel meetings and other things I had planned. That's patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There is a link in the description below. But shout out to all you guys. Your patronage and your support allowed me to keep going in a, in a very horrible time. So thank you. And look, we are going to talk about CM Punk. We are going to talk about WWE Fox, and if you want to talk about something else, if you want to um, get involved in the Super Chat, you can. It's another way to support the show. You know how it works on YouTube. You can do it live, and I will read out, and I will ask any questions that you throw in the Super Chat. Right, so I woke up this morning around about 5 a.m. my time, because I can't sleep, because again, I've been through uh, through the wars, <laughs> as some people say. Um, and I, you know, I casually went on Twitter, didn't really notice anything was going on, casually just went and looked up some wrestling news sites, because that's just what I do, right? I've been doing that since I was like 13 years old, it's part of my habit, and then all of a sudden, I see this tweet, I, I see a headline saying, WW, you know, uh, CM Punk returns on WWE backstage, and I kind of double take, and I watch the video, and it's such a, it's such a strange... I can't even think of the right word. It's a bizarre thing. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, my man Albert in the super chat, uh, thank you very much, Albert. Appreciate that you get a hand on the heart, has just said, I popped like hell on the bus when I saw Punk back. Yeah, I kind of did the same. You know, you heard, you heard um, Cult of Personality and you react. But obviously, the really strange thing about it was it was done, you know, in a, in a, in a studio. It wasn't done in, a, in, a, in an arena in front of a live audience, which is what we're used to, where sort of superstars and legends of the business, whatever the term you want to use, that's usually what we get. So seeing him just walk out to like round of applause and Paige going, is this a rib? It was like, this is a very, very surreal situation. But I think that kind of sums up the the differences that we do have here with, with CM Punk. Um, again, I, I did a What Culture video earlier about this in my very <laughs> tired face, but it doesn't matter. I realized it was important and we wanted to get the message out there. So you can go check out that out on What Culture Wrestling right now. Make sure you give them a subscribe. Literally called Why CM Punk Returned to WWE or Has Returned to WWE. And sort of the, the the weirdness of it is, is Fox is such a big deal. And I, I assume that WWE is so 
happy to be with them, that they are running this WWE backstage show. Now, if you haven't seen backstage, they're actually quite... It's the word I'm looking for, but they are quite open for what is a WWE-affiliated show. Like last night before Punk returned, Paige was saying that she thinks the Lana Lashley-Rusev angle was crap. Renee Young saying she thought it was good. Also took a little bit of a dig at the fans, saying, oh, all the fans always say they want the Attitude Era back. We bring back an Attitude Era storyline. Now we're crapping over that too. And pretty much Booker T and Samoa Joe also said that it was crap. And that's, I mean, A, you're breaking the fourth wall there, which is interesting to see it on television. And you have got people that are, like I said, assigned to WWE giving their honest opinions. So it's quite a cool show. I mean, absolutely bombed last week. I don't know what the hell happened. It had 49,000 viewers. I've got videos on this channel that have done more than 49,000 views. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but you know, it's an interesting prospect. And clearly, I look, the CM Punk thing may have been in the pipeline for a while. Or what happened last week may have encouraged them. Because he had done some audition work and done some screen testing for Fox a few months ago. Maybe that's what they needed to pull the trigger. But yeah, you get to the end of the show and it's just like a, a surprise reveal. And that is the interesting thing is that this is a Fox situation. Fox control backstage. It's their team. It's their producers. It's their associates. You know, it's their equipment, whatever you want to say. It just happens to be using WWE talent. And if they want to bring people in from the outside, they absolutely can. You know, it's, it's now broken in the sort of last few hours that WWE gave their blessing. And that's important. There's still a business relationship there. But yes, on paper, it's very similar to the 2K deals that we've got. So, you know, Ultimate Warrior, Goldberg, Sting, where the 2K management reach out to a former star because they realize it will be good for their brand. And if anything happens off the back of that, then so be it. Shout out to my man, Solisto, who says uh, in the super chat, WWE backstage ups and downs next week. Dude, I don't think I can do any more ups and downs. I think it may kill me. I think everybody's got enough ups and downs in their life. Although I do appreciate the, uh, I do appreciate the, um, uh, the love for ups and downs. So that's, that's the best way to look at it. I think when people are trying to figure it out, it's a 2K situation, but we're doing it with, with Fox. But that doesn't mean the door... The door is still more open now than it ever has been. Like, as soon as this news broke, you have the two people. You have the people that are really excited and maybe get a little bit carried away. He's going to be at Survivor Series in Chicago. Oh, WrestleMania 36 tickets go on sale tomorrow. It all ties in. And I say more power to you. If you can't get excited about the things you're passionate about in your life, then what's, why even get out of bed? right? Wrestling is there to entertain you. Wrestling is there to put a smile on your face. If you want to go nuts, go nuts, but just make sure you don't get disappointed by your own expectations. It's something that we as humans do a lot. Oddly, this is a bizarre tangent. It's something that England football fans do a lot. They will be quite critical and cynical about their team. And then the England football team will get a good result. And then they're going to win the European Championship of the World Cup. Then they don't. And the same fans get mad. And it's like, you idiot. <laughs> you so just don't do that. But you, you should still get excited. But anyway, on the other hand, you have the naysayers. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. He's signed with Fox. Who even cares? And look, you can sit in any camp that you want. I'm not here to criticize you. Um, you know, it's your life. You should, you know, you should have the opinion that you believe in. But it's still, like I say, the door is still now more open than it was before. Because, again, it's exactly the ultimate warrior, I think, is the best one. I said this in the What Culture video. Again, when we're done here, please go watch that over on What Culture Wrestling. The Ultimate Warrior had very similar dealings with WWE once he was out the door. There was lawsuits and there was problems and there was bad mouthing and just an ill feeling all around. And, you know, I mean, you could argue the Ultimate Warriors was worse because at SummerSlam 91, I think it was, or one pay-per-view, Ultimate Warrior said, look, man, unless you pay me $200,000, I'm not going to go out there. 
I think there's something, some kind of story like that. Some kind of sort of ransom situation with, uh, with Vince McMahon. And even they found a way to, to um, shake hands and extend an olive branch. So you never say never in professional wrestling, right? We've heard that a thousand times. And I think by this point, we've got enough evidence to prove that it's true. So we're not there yet. You know, this isn't a deal between WWE. I mean, he may turn up on SmackDown on Friday, but unlikely, I would say. But again, there is now, it, it just is a different situation. It doesn't definitely mean that he is going to come back. But I certainly think if you'd said, you know, compared to 24 hours ago, do I think it's more likely that he could? I would say yes. Because he's going to be on a WWE show. He's going to be around WWE people. I assume he's going to be as unfiltered as he as he can be because I don't think CM Punk would have signed on otherwise, which makes for an interesting situation. That's why I really don't care what direction this goes in. If we do get to see him wrestle a few more matches, awesome. I like CM Punk. I'll enjoy that. He, he feels like a big deal. And if he doesn't, I still get his opinion on the current WWE product. And I would find that interesting as well. Like that both, that, that, that all works for me. So it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I do totally believe, given the ratings problems and AEW and that WWE needs a kick up the rear, why, you know, why, why, I'm not going to say why can't it happen. There's plenty of reasons why it can't. But look, if I had said to you a year ago that Punk is going to be on some weird backstage WWE show, you probably would have gone, no way. Well, now we're one step closer. And I think that's why it's exciting. So no, he's not back in WWE, but he's certainly back in the WWE bubble. And I bet there was a time when he wouldn't have agreed to that either. And I see all these people going, oh, he's come and got the money. Yes, that's what people do. <laughs> that's what people do. You find me someone. Let's say they're paying him a million dollars. You find me someone that would turn down a million dollars. I don't think it goes back on his principles or anything like that. And also, people change. People evolve. That's why you should never talk in absolutes. You should never. That's why people say never say never, right? It's the whole reason the phrase is there. When you talk in absolutes, you are kind of backing yourself into a corner. And, look, you know, people's ideology changed. Look at Bret Hart, right? Bret Hart would never have gone back at one point, but he grew up, he evolved. He went through some stuff in his life, and that made his change change his mind. So, you know, if CM Punk wants to go out there and make some WWE and some Fox money, good for him. And I hope that everybody else can go out there and make a good living for themselves too. But, you know, looking forward, yes, I, 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 I do think it's quite exciting. It's, yeah, I think you know it's quite exciting because it blew up social media. It was trending worldwide. It probably has fixed the WWE backstage problem. Uh, like my man Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat, says the backstage bombed because it's 11 p.m. EST Tuesday on an unknown channel. Well, a great way to kind of, you know, get around that is by having announcements like this that everybody will see. Punk's not going to be on it every single week, but now you know every time he is on it, people are probably going to watch. And I think that's a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's just a backstage show. But if you're a long-time WWE fan like myself, I think you take it as a big deal. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, the Field the Legend, the Super Jack says, Finn Balor needs a new TakeOver opponent. Hmm. That's true because Johnny Gargano is out of that TakeOver show now. I think he's injured. They talked about that on backstage too. Look, I don't think you put CM Punk in, in NXT to take on Finn Balor. I think that's a terrible idea. I mean, if, if he is coming back, I, I think you hold his match off to a WrestleMania. If you still consider WrestleMania the, the top draw that you have, doesn't need to fight before then. Anything he does before then is just going to filter it down. Like that time that John Cena and The Rock teamed up at Survivor Series against, was it R-Truth and The Miz? We didn't need it. It didn't add anything to their feud. It just, it, it gave you too much too soon. So, you know, if they, if they are going to come to a deal, absolutely hold it off to WrestleMania 36. Build that anticipation. Make people go crazy. Like, one of the big criticisms I saw was, oh, well, we didn't get this CM, CM Punk return pop. You're still going to get that. Even if he was announced a month out and he comes out in the right place, he'll get a huge evasion. Like Triple H in 2002 or one, 
2001 he came back, right? I think, no, 2000, yeah, 2002. When he came back in 2002, that was promoted for weeks that he was going to be at that Madison Square Garden show. He comes out and the place went wild. Like, anticipation's a great tool. A surprise is too, but, you know, things work in different ways. Uh, my man Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat says, I would like to see Punk host this year's WrestleMania. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I can't see him doing it just because of the way he seems to operate in the past. I think if he does do it, he's going to want a match. And he probably wants to be in the main event. Let's not forget one of the reasons he left to begin with. And more power to him. If he has, if he holds all the cards and he wants to play those cards, then that's what he should do. You should always try and put yourself first in a business situation as long as you're not crapping over anybody else. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Uh, even if it's just him as an analyst on that WWE backstage show. Gives you a reason to watch. You know he's going to be unfiltered. You know he's going to seek the truth. If Booker T is telling us he hates the Rusev stuff, you absolutely know that CM Punk will, you know, he's not going to shy away from it. And hey, look, it gave us something to talk about today. I love waking up. I love seeing the internet wrestling community kind of explode. Um, I like it. I like it. And yeah, now let's bring AJ Lee back next. She was good too. So let's not just leave it at CM Punk, but ultimately they should just do whatever the hell they want to do. I can't imagine what it's like to have this much speculation about your own life just because you walked onto a talk show. But uh, I guess that's half the fun of being, of being in the public eye. And yeah, there's loads of stuff around this too. Seth Rollins was then tweeting, you know, fight me, Punk. Don't want to see that match. No offense, Seth. Uh, there's other opponents I'd want to see Punk go after. Uh, he said something weird, like was it? Uh, just as they... Was it just as just as they've asked all the questions, I changed the culture, or just when they think they've got all? I don't know. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. It was a bizarre thing to say. Even Samoa Joe looked a bit a bit perplexed. That was the other cool thing: seeing Samoa Joe and CM Punk in the same vicinity. I enjoyed. If you remember their brawls from Ring of Honor back in what, like 2005, potentially 14 years ago, 15 years ago. That's a cool. Uh, that's a cool nugget. And I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what this means for the lawsuit and everything with Colt Cabana and everything like that. But that's not really stuff we have to worry uh, worry about anyway. So yeah, we will see. But you know, I, I don't I don't think you're allowed to say that CM Punk has returned to WWE. He's on a show called WWE Backstage. Uh, I don't think that's too that's not it's not it's not hyperbolic to uh, any any extreme degree. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the super chat says, should Balor have a new faction and who would you get? Well, it depends if he's going to feud with the Undisputed Era, right? If he's not, then. Probably not. You should probably just put him in there. And if so, you're right. Do we have enough people for him to build a uh, for him to build a, a faction? I don't know. No, I think maybe Balor right now should probably remain by himself. Really enjoying the new Finn Balor character, by the way. He's even doing interviews like a badass. It was really, really cool. He's calling out the locker room and sort of shooting from the hip. Pow, pow. Yeah, I like Finn Balor. And my man Brandon Soros in the Super Chat says, I can finally throw you some thanks for keeping me company on my commute. When does cooking with Simon drop? As Phil Fry said, um, shut up and take my money, lol. Thank you, Brandon. I'm going to do cooking with Simon, I told you. If we get more segments like the Lana one we got on Raw, I'm just going to stop watching Raw and I'll do cooking with Simon. We've done it once and I'll do it again. I can't even remember why we did that. I remember we did it once on Ups and Downs, but yeah, now I can't, I can't remember for the life of me why. Um, so that's that. I think that the shame of it is that the negativity sometimes gets to me because people have been asking this for ages. I know you didn't get it in the exact guys you wanted, but sometimes it's nice just to get a little bone and it said instantly people are like, oh, this is rubbish. This is the crappiest thing ever. Yeah, it's better than nothing. It's better than him not coming back at all, is it not? And again, you don't know where it's going to lead. Goldberg came back too. Goldberg came out with Vince McMahon. It's a bit different with Sting because Sting just seems like an awesome dude anyway. And he had no bad blood with WWE or Vince McMahon. He just didn't think they would use him properly. And he probably just wanted to tick that box in his career. But at the same time, 
you know, the Ultimate Warrior and Goldberg were far bigger. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this has led, especially the Ultimate Warrior. If you want to spend your afternoon wasting some time, just type in the differences that WWE or the WWF at the time had with one Jim Helwig. It will blow your mind. That thing goes deep. Excuse me. Uh, Chris Trudge in the Super Chat says, hand on heart, finally made a live one. Shame the reason I made is that I'm bound in bed due to a leg injury. Dude, I've been there, my friend. Uh, injuries suck. I'm glad I could entertain you just for a little bit. But just remember, they always get better, right? I'm just coming off the back of an illness. And on Monday, you always know it's going to end. But I was like, this is never going to end. This is the worst day of my life. And it really was at the time. <laughs> I won't even get into the details. Uh, injuries are a bit worse because they take a lot longer. But hey, I had a broken shoulder for like eight months and I got back from it. I know you can too, Chris. I believe in you. Uh, Kieran Trafford in Super Chat. Simon, take my money. Feel better soon. Thanks, man. I do feel better uh, today. I, wouldn't, I honestly couldn't have done this yesterday on Monday. I really, really couldn't. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still a long way off being 100%. I need to start eating again for one. I've had about 50 calories over the last three days. Couldn't even drink on Monday. Think of that. I couldn't even drink. Even water was my enemy. Oh, it was nice. So someone earlier said, Millie, you well pale. Yeah, I do. I do look pale. I had my ass kicked for three days. Uh, Lewis Cardone in the Super Chat says, Morning, Simon. Been busy with college and have a test today and tomorrow. Glad to catch the stream. Love your positivity. Can The Fiend be repackaged with Daniel Bryan? Hand on heart and to tie into that. We need to talk about Brandon Carvalho. Also in the Super Chat, so shout out to Lewis and Brandon, who says thoughts on The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. It surprised me. I thought it was the best part of a very mediocre SmackDown. Didn't know what the hell happened on that show. I thought that both the UK shows were very oddly booked. I didn't really understand what the direction was at all. But no, I like it a lot. Again, last thing I saw coming, uh, Daniel Bryan can have great matches than anybody. No problem with Daniel Bryan being back in the title picture. Saw some odd criticisms with people being like, well, you know, Daniel Bryan just lost to Adam Cole. Why would he be put in a championship match? Because The Fiend attacked him. He didn't, do, he didn't go looking for one. He was trying to get Sami Zayn off his case. And the, the reason, the, the key to all of this is that we need a good reason as to why The Fiend attacked Bray Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> uh, attacked Daniel Bryan. That's where the interesting nature of it will come. But they will have great matches. Again, who's better than Daniel Bryan? Um, we've turned Daniel Bryan back face now anyway, essentially. So you may as well try and get that dynamic over. I don't necessarily see The Fiend as a heel, but WWE does. So if they're going to go down that path, yeah, put him against guys like this. And also, Daniel Bryan is infallible. Like he can lose to anybody and nobody really cares because we just love him so much. Like he lost to uh, Adam Cole. I don't think anybody minded. And I think WWE knows that because Seth Rollins didn't lose to Adam Cole because I think they think that would hurt Seth. But Daniel Bryan can get back up from anything. So I think it will work. I think with the right story and that we should touch off the stuff from the past with the Wyatt family when Daniel Bryan was in it for seven seconds. I think that will add some interest to it. And yeah, overall... I'm, that's one of the most interesting programs I think we've got on WWE TV right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Geeked Out Nation the Super Chat says, Punk loses to Rollins just to make him cool. Yes, but would it make Rollins cool? Or would it simply you know, drag Punk down to Rollins' level? That's the real question we have to ask. That's really mean, isn't it? It's a real mean thing to say. It's amazing. Like Seth Rollins, to me now, has completed the trifecta that is known as the epidemic of the crazy WWE babyface. That Roman Reigns destroyed, John Cena destroyed. I mean, they're still you know doing well, but I mean from the fans verbally. And now Seth Rollins has fallen into it as well. Like it's absolutely crazy. You must be terrified if you're going to be the next chosen babyface in WWE. Like when they're going to run me into the ground? The Fiend's probably scared. Again, it's why Daniel Bryan is so great. Daniel Bryan somehow just manages to like circumvent all of that. No matter what he does, everybody stays behind Daniel Bryan, even when he's being an awesome heel. It's crazy. Uh, Cyrus say he in the super chat was an amazing name. Hope you get well soon, man. Thanks for keeping the content going. 
Uh, I appreciate that, Cyrus. Uh, yeah, I, I want. I got a, f- a few bits out. My well, one bit out on Monday and Tuesday, but it was. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was tough. But I appreciate that, man. We're back now. That's the main thing, and hopefully we can keep on going. Solisto in the super chat says over under twelve CM Punk chance on SmackDown, man. If you wanted to kill the CM Punk chance, this was not the way to do it. I bet you get them on NXT tonight. I bet you get them on SmackDown. I bet you get them on Raw. Survivor Series is in Chicago. They'll go nuts because somebody will convince themselves he's going to be there. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not that much of a problem if he does have an affiliation there because it makes sense. I never really mind it anyway. Sometimes it can be a bit annoying like the Watt stuff. I can't say too much, though. Look at my phone case. I bought a Watt phone case. It's a kind of mark I am, so I'm part of the problem. Also, somebody in the chat says that I didn't get the Roddy Piper reference. Of course I got the Roddy Piper reference. Yeah, Schmeril. But he didn't say that, did he? Roddy Piper's was, you know, just when they think they've got all the answers, I changed the question. And Punk says, just when they think all the answers, I changed the culture. I don't know. It's the same. Jeez, Manny. Some people, man, are crazy. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about now. I don't remember. Shout out, though, to everybody that is watching now on YouTube. I much appreciate it. I should actually pimp this as we're about about halfway through the podcast. Finally now on Spotify. And it took about 72 years. But we're on Spotify. Again, you can just search for Simon Miller's Wrestling Show. It's now on everything. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, you name it. We are there. So if you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe again through Spotify, iTunes, whatever you want. Obviously, we're live here on YouTube. So if you listen to the audio show and you want to check out the YouTube channel, just search for Simon Miller. Give me a subscribe. Um, and also, we're sponsored by pinsandknuckles.com. They're a merchandise site. Help me with all my wrestling merch. You can find it at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. And they also have their own wrestling merch, uh, pinsandknucklesmerch.com, and an exclusive T-shirt of mine. So that's uh, all the things that make these things possible, along with the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. Um, again, I can't thank you to my patrons are the best. So they're so nice. So such lovely messages too. And of course, if you want to sort of support the podcast live right now and you are on YouTube, you can use the super chat and I will read out and I will answer any question or any statement that you make. And if you want to change the direction of the show, you certainly can. Um, I guess we should talk about Raw, even though we're a couple of days past it now. I did not like that show. It probably didn't help that I was really, really sick. <laughs> and that always puts you down in the dumps a little bit. But, you know, it was, it's just, it's directionless is my problem. Like, I make the joke about stuff just happening, but everything is just stuff just happens. And I don't think I would stick with a drama that continued to just muck around with stuff like that. So I understand that Natalia couldn't be there because of family reasons. But there is no story as to why Becky Lynch gets put in that spot. And then she just loses. So you're like, okay. The Bobby Lashley, Lana, Rusev stuff, some people love it. And it is smashing it on YouTube. I just don't get much out of it. Again, it's not even the portrayal of it. It doesn't make sense. Why would Lana come out to the ring and say, I'm pregnant, to get Rusev to come out to the ring just so that Bobby Lashley could beat him up? You could just do that backstage. You could just wait till Rusev's in the ring and jump him in a match. I don't understand why we have to go to these absurd lengths. That's the thing. When you start deconstructing the stories, and you can say, Simon, you're being a massive wrestling nerd, you're being a massive wrestling geek, and I probably agree with you. But when you start deconstructing the stories, like, there was no reason to do any of this. Like, why were Randy Orton and Ricochet having a fight? Don't know. Why is Ricochet scared about it being hit with the RKO? Everybody gets hit with the RKO. You're a wrestler. <laughs> That's what goes down. Like, it's just, this is so much stuff for you. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, why did we just have a Raw Survivor Series team announced? Who was it? Randy Orton, Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre, I suppose it would be. 
Why, is there no, why have they just been thrown together? And then why was the SmackDown team thrown together on Twitter? Why don't these things bite up? Why don't we see allegiances? Why isn't there narratives that, that reach a conclusion? It literally is stuff just happens. And you go, okay, something happened. Let's go with it. And it makes it all very, very confusing and very, very, very complicated to kind of not necessarily follow on. But when you start an episode of Raw from hour dot or minute dot, you're like, okay, I'll take all this stuff in for the next three hours. Then when I get to next week, I may as well disregard all this information because it may be different. And if you were watching, I don't know, True Detective or Lost or Breaking Bad or I don't know, Orange is the New Black, pick it, whatever you want. You want things that, you know, reward you from where you started. And you don't get that with Raw SmackDown anymore. Stuff just happens. <laughs> Faldor in the Super Chat says, now that CM, CM Punk is back, we should continue the Jeff Hardy versus Punk storyline. Depressingly, we could too. I think Jeff Hardy was on is in court recently due to all his troubles. Jeff Hardy, man, I just I just hope I don't want to sound like that guy. I hate it when people talk like this. I just hope he gets the help that he needs. Uh, it certainly sounds like he's struggling with those kind of stuff as he was when they did the original CM Punk storyline. Hence why I bring it up. But you know, it's it's all well and good to roll your eyes at addiction, uh, but it is a horrible thing to be struggling with. Usually ties into mental health stuff. And yeah, he needs to get help, and the only person that can do that is him. But it's still no fun all around. So, yeah, I just, uh, whatever that situation is, I hope it gets sorted out uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, Lamelt KH2 in the super chat says, For Asuka Up, Bray saved wrestling for me. Loved it. Wow, Bray saved wrestling for me. I mean, he's certainly been the most interesting thing of WWE programming for the last, what, well, since April, really. And we had that little, you know, splodge in the middle. Um, with the hell in the cell but we need to see where the daniel bryan program is is going the fiend to me does feel like it's been the wheels have come off a little but it's still early days right it's not hard to get that that back going like we because of the whole saudi arabia plane missing smackdown thing we don't really know where we're going in the in the future with that so we need to see where we're at survivor series but i'll be intrigued i mean i guess the survivor series it'd be daniel bryan versus bray and survivor series does look great on paper i mean roderick strong versus nakamura versus aj styles it should be amazing. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. So uh, Shinko Horn in the Super Chat says, glad you're feeling better, Simon. Thank you, my friend. Again, I still I need a couple of days more rest, but yeah, I, I don't feel like I want to poke my eyes out anymore. I'm finally over Seth Rollins. I'm sick of him being protected. Cole and then the Undisputed Era, then with Walter and Imperium. I'm sick of it and sick of him. <laughs> End rant. Well, dude, you're not alone, man. You're not alone at all. Look how the UK fans re reacted to him. Uh, social media isn't always the best barometer of things. But again, he's not, um, you know, he's not, he's not a fan on there. And I just don't really understand what's happened to him over the last few months. He, you know, he has said a lot of controversial things we'll go with. I don't want to pass judgment on the man. And I just don't think he's been booked very well. Oh, what's this? Remind... No, oh, go away, Windows. <laughs> Tell me, telling me things. I just don't think he's been booked very well. That's, that's the truth of the matter. You know, he did get put in a Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan situation. Him winning at Hell in the Cell just made people go, oh, so maybe we're getting mad at the booking, but then he comes out in such defense of it, then you do turn your attention to him. And you're like, well, fine, now I'm just going to rag all over you. But I know I know what you mean. I don't... I, I was very confused... Well, really, with the whole NXT angle, I was really confused because on that first SmackDown, I guess because they were allowed to be, because they had to be, they just ran rampant. And straight away, I was like, okay, great. The Invaders are here, and they feel like they've got one up on the competition. Then over the last couple of weeks, they haven't been able to do anything at all. Adam Cole should have beat Seth Rollins. You know, I don't understand why we had a DQ finish in the Seth Rollins-Walter match after four minutes. Why don't you just jump in straight away? I know it's because he was about to be curb stomped, but 
Surely it should be the other way around. Surely Walter should be in control. So we think, oh my gosh, NXT have the upper hand. But no, we've gone the other way. And again, within the last 14 days, all of a sudden NXT lot the lesser brand, which is the last thing you want to do if you're invading. Like if someone invades my show now and then just lays down, you're like, this guy's crap. You know, you want them to feel like a threat. So, no, you're not alone. I don't know what we do with Seth. I think you've got to turn him heel, personally. I mean, it's a bit of a cop-out thing to say, but I do. I think that would get much more people interested in what he's going to do than you actually get to boo him if you want to boo him. Great. Potentially, he's better as a heel. That is an argument that we've had for some time. Had that moment early in the year where he found his baby face legs, but they got cut off, 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 off under him when uh, Brock Lesnar won the belt back at... I only cashed in money in the bank. Can't even remember what it was, but that probably wasn't the best idea in hindsight. But hey, look, everything's been reset. So we'll see what's next. My man, Chris Burton, the Super Chat. I've had the same thing. Hope you're better, man. Oh, well, dude, I, I, I feel sorry for you then, dude. Uh, it, it's horrendous. I mean, it's good that it only lasts a few days. It took out everybody as well. Like, I know about three people that within the same vicinity of me where I was all got the same thing. All got taken out. Terrible. Oh, but thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Um, where's my next super chat? There it is. John the Gin, the super chat says, somewhat random question, interested already. Has any opponent of yours ever tried to patron their way onto your show for a confrontation? Anyways, get better soon, hand on heart. I mean, no, not yet. But if they want me, that's fine. If you want to, you know, join my patron, I'm never going <laughs> to... You could do whatever you want. That's kind of how I see Super Chat. Genuinely, I mean this. If you want to come on my Patreon and actually support me financially, same with Super Chat, you can do whatever the hell you want. That's how I see it. If you are willing to help me in that sense, you got free reign. I mean, if you're going to be insulting or hurt somebody else, yes, there's a line. Like, morally, it's got to be cool. But otherwise, yeah, go nuts. Uh, the Duffy017 in Super Chat says, MJF going to have to have a crazy heel promo tonight on Cody. Fingers crossed. We haven't even talked about Full Gear. Because Full Gear was the calm before the storm <laughs> in my world. I thought Full Gear was great. I thought it was a great pay-per-view. Of course, we should talk about that match. Firstly, let's talk about Cody Jericho, one of my favorite matches of 2019. I'm a sucker for storytelling and character work, and I thought I had all of that. First one to put my hands up and thought that the cut on Cody's head at first was a blade job. I was a too cool for school wrestling fan. But again, I give that as credit to AEW. They made me buy in. They made me believe in, the, in a weird kind of a way. But I thought I knew better, and I didn't. Uh, and I'm all right with that. I'm all right. You know, it's not really being worked, but that's what wrestling is. And the fact, I, you know, I clearly believed in something. And I loved the finish. I knew that MGF was going to turn. We did a, a video on what culture the day before. I just knew it was the right time. I know a few people thought we should have waited longer. But I'm okay with that because it's okay getting to your destination that you expected as long as the way you got there was cool and you enjoyed it and it was satisfying. And I think that, um, I think that we did that. And yeah, my man is right. Sorry, I've just lost your name. Uh, the, uh, the Duffy 017, I think you're 100% right. Now we need to back it up. Now we need to underline MJF as this crazy big heel. We need to run into the ground that this is the guy that has stopped Cody, one of the most beloved baby faces in all of pro wrestling right now. Never, he's ne as far as we know, it will change. But as far as we know, can never go after the AEW world title again. We've got to run that into the ground in a good way. And we've got to make people really care about it. And then you've got a money feud that can probably run around maybe for six months to a year. It's probably overkill, but you take my point. Loved every second of it. Chris Jericho is, is, is I won't say he's in the prime of his life, but he's having a, a resurgence if you want to go that way. It was just awesome. It really, really was. I, I, I've watched it twice, and I rarely watch it matches back that soon. But I just loved it. I thought it was so well told. I thought the pacing was great. I was never bored. There was multiple stories within it. It's, it's a two thumbs up. It's a two thumbs up from me. As for the main event, John Moxley versus Omega, I said this on Twitter, right? It was the hardest. I didn't know whether to give an up or a down because 
I, I'll never ever not respect either of those men because I can't even imagine what they put themselves through. Like even the people went, oh, I don't know why people are, you know, that bulb, the board, the board with the barbed wire on it. it's clearly fake barbed wire. It's still had bits coming out of it, man. You ever stepped on a piece of Lego? That's plastic. It kills. It still hurts. I mean, not as much as barbed wire, obviously. But look, I'm not, I, I can't be against it because it's pro wrestling, right? And I've always said this. You can find many shows where I talk about this. If everybody involved agrees, be that fake hand grenade spots or flipping over somebody's dick or giving birth to a hand <laughs> or whatever, whatever it may be, the coolest thing about wrestling is, is everybody involved says, yes, you can go and do it, right? That's pretty much it. As long as physically it's possible, you can do it. And those two decided to go out there, probably have one of the most hardcore matches on American soil. I hate that as well. We go, oh, I've seen more hardcore matches in Japan. So... So that's like saying, oh, I chopped my finger off. And you go, well, I chopped two off, so it's worse. It still flipping hurts having one finger chopped off. <laughs> that's the internet for you. There's no way they got through that match without it hurting. That's the point. And if it was too much for you, that's okay. That's what I thought the cool thing about the structure of Full Gear was. You can get to the main event and then just turn off because you know if AEW has an unsanctioned match and it's not for you, you don't have to watch it and you've still got the crutch of the card. You can catch up on the highlights, on the internet, or whatever you want to do. But I massively respect them both. Uh, I don't ever want to see anything like that for a long time. That's enough for me. <laughs> like, it's it's enough. But, you know, at, at the same time, I respect them for doing it. It offered me something different. It's very un-WWE, which I appreciate. You know, I want things to feel different. And, you know, more respect, more, just like I say, just more respect to them. But, yeah, I mean, by the time we were doing anything onto that, I don't care if that barbed wire thing was fake or not. I don't care. Barbed wire in general. Barbed wire. The... The item that was created to keep people out of places. Let's hit each other with it. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because people will cheer. Oh, I like being cheered. That's it. That's what pro wrestling is. Uh, let's do some super chats. Chicken salad. No, sorry, chicken. I'll get to you in a second. I missed my man. Ice Blaze in a super chat. Hand on heart. It says, I changed the culture punk to what culture confirmed. Yeah, exactly. He dropped what culture, man? He's going to come and probably ask us why we do so many videos on him. And then we'll go, because, dude, you're like a massive draw and people really care. That's the truth. Uh, Chicken Salad says, love the Moxley match. I thought it was great. Absolutely, man. Good for you. And if somebody else said they didn't, good for you, man. You're allowed to like and not like things. That's what I don't understand. Like, It drives me nuts sometimes. Like, You can say that was too hardcore for me without somebody responding, oh, did you not see... Like, <laughs> this random rest. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, makes me laugh. Lamel KH2 in Super Chat said, Imagine being called The Undertaker Mark Calloway. I don't know what that means, Lamel KH2, but I like it and I'm very excited for the new podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin where he talks to The Undertaker for two hours. That's going to be awesome. Steve Austin and having a uh, uh, behind-the-scenes conversation. That will be awesome. I can't believe it's not going to be. Uh, my man Brandon Carvalho says in the super chat, do you think Ray will beat Brock? I kind of hope he does. I'm a little bit sick of Brock. You know what? I kind of have the same thing. And I love Brock Lesnar. I love him. I've always been a fan. Uh, you know, sometimes it does suck how long he goes away for. But no, I think now the time is right. I think WWE needs an injection of something. And I think giving that to a guy like Rey Mysterio would be great. He's a baby face that everybody loves. We've talked about the Seth Rollins situation. So you get around that thing. He can have great match with anybody. Like he, you know, he's, he escapes Father Time. Father Time comes after him. He just runs away. And he deserves one last big run. He really deserves a proper world title push. You can, you can argue that when he had it last time, it wasn't proper. I would have Rey Mysterio wins. I think you get a great, satisfying ending. It will surprise people because it's not usually WWE booking. Time to the Hispanic market, which WWE loves. They're always going on about it. So, yeah, I, 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 re I would do that. And I've got no problem with it whatsoever. Brock Lesnar 
can go away for a while. He can come back whenever he wants. I think Brock Lesnar without the title is more interesting because then you can feud him with people like Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. Uh, I don't want to see Braun Strowman again, but you could. You know what I mean? Random wrestlers, but it doesn't matter who wins or loses it. Well, it does, but the title's not on the line. So you can get... Like Bobby Lashley at the moment is not going to be in a title feud, but he can be in a Brock Lesnar feud as long as the title isn't there. Rusev versus Brock Lesnar. Interesting to me to see how the two would relate to one another and how they would work. Uh, Jordy Lant in the Super Chat. Quick shout out to everybody in the Super Chat today. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I wanted the MJF Cody stuff to end before the low blow. The story of the relationship between them tearing apart sounds so much more interesting to me than jumping. Okay, that's fair. So you wanted more of a bickering, souring relationship kind of a deal. I know what you mean, but I think they wanted that immediate, oh my gosh. And also, if you go back to all MJF's promos, there has been plenty of hints that he was going to do this. The biggest one was during the Cody interview where he said a, a full gear of star will be born, clearly talking about himself now we know, as opposed to Cody. But yeah, you can do it either way. You're sort of referring more to the Triple H Batista kind of a deal. And they could have done that. I think I preferred this because it's the first proper heel turn we've had in AEW. And they kind of went back to the well and what works. And I want to see the program. I want to see Cody versus MJF. I think MJF will be a twice as big star, maybe even three times as big a star as he, as he is at the moment. And hopefully he gets a bit of crossover as well. Also, I, I, I tweeted this too. Um, I, just Cody Rhodes in general. I was thinking this after Full Gear. I tweeted it as well. Just... What a transformation, man. I mean, I loved Stardust. I really did. I loved uh, dashing Cody Rhodes. I loved most of his gimmicks. There was just something about Cody Rhodes that I liked. But it's just an amazing story. And I think if you're looking for inspiration or motivation, especially if you are a pro wrestler, seeing a guy quit the biggest company in the world where there was no alternative, really, and bet on himself and go to the indie scene and prove to people that he was more than maybe that they thought and now come out not only as a, as a you know, part owner of a company, but also as pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, the hottest baby face in North America. Amazing. Great story. Absolutely incredible. Motivational, inspirational, all those words. Massive respect to Cody Rhodes. Massive respect. Even if you're not a fan of AEW, you can't, in my opinion, he's, he's the man right now. And MLKH2 in the Super Chat says, Undertaker Mark Calloway, Fiend Bray Wyatt. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. I'm with you now. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. That kind of goes to show how far we've come or not come. Yeah, you're right. We never would have said my Undertaker Mark Galloway. That would have sucked. You're 100% right. I agree with you. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, what kind of hill should MJF be? Cowardly? Yeah, you can do that. Just a dick. Just a dick. He can just be a massive, massive dick. And, that, and that's okay. You just make us hate you. Like, I, I, I fell for, I still don't know if it is now. No one seems to have confirmed it when he got the drink thrown over him. I don't care if it was worked and plant or whatever. It's brilliant. You know, the fact that even if we got the intention that somebody had let their emotions boil over, no matter what way he's going to be, I mean, super arrogant, of course, but as long as we hate him, it doesn't matter what he does. And the cowardly heel is probably played out by this stage, but do it right. I mean, he is playing a pretty stereotypical heel, but he's so good at it, nobody really minds. So I would go in that direction. Uh, Geek Tat Nation again in the super chat. The way they are booking, I feel NXT taking all the losses at Survivor Series. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, top of my head, yeah, I don't see Roderick Strong winning. I see Shayna Baszler winning. I don't think we know anymore. Oh, the, 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 the tag team match. Yeah, I don't see them winning that either. Yeah, I think NXT are going to take a lot of losses. It's a shame. It's a shame. But, you know, they won't be as bad as SmackDown last year. <laughs> In the Super Chat, who dat for life Chris Fields? Good name. Finn Balor would have been over if he'd beaten Brock for the Universal title. He never lost, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean... 
that match was what back in January. We never got the rematch, and Brock Lesnar sort of laid him out. Kind of what I expected to happen with Finn Balor is actually happening with Rey Mysterio now. I mean, it would have worked, but I just thought I think that Vince McMahon just saw him as a happy, smiling babyface, and that's all he ever needed to be. And now he's so far away from that program, I can't see him going back. And you're right, he did never lose the Universal Title, and we never really gave him that proper story. He mentioned it a couple of times. But I guess they were worried that he was injury prone, so we never went back to it. And it did hurt him. I think that's fair, Carl, uh, Chris. Sorry, I think that uh, it did. It did take the wind out of his sails. And you could probably argue that that one injury he never truly got back from. Had some great matches along the way, and there were some good teases. But yeah, it, it seemed to it seemed to knock him a little bit. And I don't know why. Finn Balor is really, really good, as he's now starting to show again down at NXT. Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat, always supporting, always sending nice messages. Love to see you, Undead. Simon, how are you feeling? So excited for AEW tonight. It's a good feeling, right? It's a good feeling to be excited. Uh, how am I feeling? I am doing better. Uh, like I say, this is the first day I've actually been able to eat solid food, foods again. So now eating is really, really hard because I've dropped so much water weight. My stomach has just shriveled up to a crumb. And obviously, let's not forget, it's bad for anybody, but I'm a guy that usually smashes like 4,000 calories a day. Now I've had two meals. I feel like I'm going to throw up again. So <laughs> it sucks. But it's all right. You know, by Thursday, Friday, I'll put all that back on and we'll be back to normal. Amazing. I don't want to go on too much on a tangent. But that's the amazing thing about the human body, right? It has an incredible way, muscle memory and everything, of remembering and getting you, getting you back to where, uh, to where you need to be. But yeah, shout out to Ice Pops. This, this episode of the podcast, sponsored by Ice Pops, that kept me alive on Monday. <laughs> I appreciate it, Ice Pops. And hopefully by Friday, I won't look like a tired goon, as I do now. Ashley Reynolds in the Super Chat. Loads of Super Chats today. Thank you so much. I appreciate them all. Just wanted to say, hey, Simon, Hubby and I are a fan of yours, and I enjoy watching the lives to keep up with what is going on. That's very kind, Ashley. Look, I wouldn't be able to do these if people didn't watch. I certainly wouldn't be able to do it without patrons or without Super Chats and things like that. So thank you. And for people that want me on what culture, ups and downs, uh, all of it. I would apologize for my raw ups and downs yesterday. That was that's the hardest one I've ever done in my life. I thought I was gonna collapse, but I'm weird. I just, I won't I won't stop. I'm like no man, I'm doing it. I'm an idiot, is what I am. I'm an idiot. I need to know when to take time off. Uh, shout out to Dan Lemley in the super chat. I just threw some money in there. Much appreciated. And who dat for life? Chris Fields is back in the super chat. Who says who likes the Lana Rusev triangle? Because I can't. Here's the thing with that story, right? Again, I, I, I think I've already I have touched upon this. It could be fine, but there's just no logic to it, and I need logic with this stuff. What I, what I, I genuinely, I joked about this on Twitter and I was thinking about it. And then WWE would never be able to pull it off. So I know that. You don't have to tell me. But, and it's way too cheesy to get there. But it should turn out that CM, CM Punk, in my brain, it should turn out that Bobby, La that Rusev was having an affair with Bobby Lashley and they should just enter into some three way pact and become the new Rusev day. That's what we should do. We finally got a same sex relationship in WWE, which I should have had by now and not Billy and Chuck. Uh, they, they, I, I worry they wouldn't treat it respectfully. That's why I don't want them to do it. And then at least this whole storyline had a positive end. That's what I think they should do, but they never will. I don't know. How does this end? How does it end? Well, I have a match and Rusev wins. But did he? Did he win? After his ex-girlfriend, wife, whatever, told him that she was pregnant, lies. Cheated on him, lies. Said that he was cheating on her, lies. That doesn't sound like a win to me. It sounds like a loss all around. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, Edge is cleared now. Punk versus Edge at Mania, yay or nay? Well, we don't know if that's true about Edge. That was a rumor that came and went very, very quickly. And if you're going to do that, don't do Punk versus Edge. If you've got two guys going back, use two guys on the roster, you get more mileage out of doing other people. So I, I wouldn't, not this. But if you do Punk versus, 
Kevin Owens and Edge versus Seth Rollins. Those two matches are more interesting to me because I've seen Punk and Edge go at it before, but now we're taking newer guys and we're putting them together. Again, I'm not saying we should do those two matches. That's top of my head. Who would I choose? Who would I actually like to see? Well, I guess AJ Styles versus CM Punk and probably Edge versus, yeah, Edge versus Kevin Owens I would enjoy because I love Kevin Owens, two Canadians going at it. I would like that. Uh, Bobby AJ in the Super Chat. Simon, if I go to AEW tonight in Nashville with a sign that asks for an up, will you give me one? It's okay if you don't give me one. Bobby, my man, I give you an up now anyway for even having the thought. If I see the sign on TV, I will always put it on ups and downs because it's nice and simple. It's called bias, right? (laughs) Bias is a wonderful thing. My mind is so blown and so thank you so much to you, Bobby, for even bringing it up. That somebody would even think about putting my name on it and taking it to Arena. That I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't care that it's not even part of the show. I'll put it on there because I want to give some thanks and appreciation for people that do that. It genuinely is incredible. You have no idea how much it... A, I love it. I really love it. And it humbles me beyond words. Because I've been watching wrestling all my life. And to think I'm on somebody's sign. And it's not the fact that I'm on somebody's sign. It's that other people look at it and go, Simon, someone made you a sign. It's the best thing in the world. I'm a very lucky man, and I genuinely love you all. That's true. I do. You, you make my life good. Not even good sentence grammar, that, but who even cares? So you can have an up regardless, my friend. Quinn Clark in the super chat. Hand on heart for you. What did Milbob and the Middle Report think of Moxie versus Omega? I love the content. Keep up the good, even great work, man. Look, I got promoted during that. Thank you, Quinn. It's a very specific question. Uh, if you don't know, I did used to do character work back in the day. You can find it now. Mill Bob was my parody of YouTubers, and Miller Report was my parody of people on the internet that thought they knew everything. <laughs> um, I, I do miss doing them. I sometimes think I should do them again, but I feel like my audience is so different now, they'd be confused, which is fair. I, but Mill Bob would love Moxie versus Omega because he's a YouTuber, right? He loves everything, and he overdoes his reactions to get views. And the Miller Report would have liked it too because he loved violence. So actually, two of my own alter egos probably enjoyed that match more than I did. I still loved it, by the way. I just have a, uh, a level in my head. And at one point, they went too far. And I watched the rest of it like this. And you can call me a wuss. You can call me an idiot. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm the viewer. I choose what I want to watch. It's on me to turn off or keep watching. I never moan about it, though, ever. Again, it's resting. We should be able to do whatever, whatever we want. Ice Blaze in the Super Chat says, Hand on heart for Ice Pops, my dad. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I love it. Damn right, hand on heart for Ice Pops. Oh, you have no idea. On Monday, I was able to get to... You don't need these stories. You're getting them. On Monday, I was able to get to the news agents. It's like two-minute walk from my house. Thank goodness they had Ice Pops. I couldn't even drink water. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I'm going to die. Obviously, I'm going to die. But I needed something. Everyone to get ice chips or ice pops. And they had some. And I, oh my gosh, changed my life. It was like the nicest thing I'd ever eaten in my life. Um, yeah, this is, this is bad. <laughs> bad. Don't get viruses. That's what, uh, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, I can't even think of anything else that happened on Raw now that we should talk about. I just I, Raw and SmackDown to me, again, they just feel a bit directionless. So I'm intrigued to see what we're going to do for the rest of the week. I mean, that third hour of Raw dropped to like 1.7. I know there was an amazing football game on at the same time, but nobody in WWE can be happy with that. And again, as fans, we don't have to worry about the ratings, which is good. We shouldn't have to worry about that stuff, but it still counts. The idea of putting on a show is to get people to watch. And I know the third hour is always an ordeal because, you know, 120 minutes of everything is way too long. But we will see. We will see where we go from here. I think we need a bit of a refresh. Obviously, Sin Cara asked for his release. We didn't talk about that. I wasn't surprised anyway. Excuse me. You don't need to. I've got all bubbly tummy from actually eating today. And my stomach's like, what's going on? Absolutely destroyed by Drew McIntyre on Raw. Which on one hand, I don't have a problem with. Because we're trying to push Drew. And somebody's got to be the full guy. 
But after two weeks of losing to Andrade, even when you have a new plan with Catalina slash Carolina slash whatever, I, yeah, I, I, you know, it's difficult. But he's got three years left on his deal. And in the current wrestling landscape, I can't see WWE letting him out. I mean, you'd like to think that they would, because why the hell not, right? If you don't think he's of any worth, then use him. But I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, uh, it must be a difficult situation. Same with Luke Harper. He just vanished off the planet. And I love Luke Harper. Luke Harper's so good. Uh, who knows? Uh, Bobby A. Jen Super Chat says, what about Simon Miller versus CM Punk, maybe? Dude, if that ever goes down, I have achieved. There's that whole Twitter thing going around at the moment saying, what have you achieved this decade? That would be my number one. Uh, Undead FB Goon, the Super Chat says, I loved Omega versus Moxley. It's weird. I smiled all the way through. I loved seeing how Mox was smiling. Yeah, it's true. John Moxley seemed like he had a ball during that thing, which he said he was going to do. Hey, he's a man of his word. He absolutely said this was going to be one of the most violent matches on this side of the pond for years, and he brought it. And Kenny Omega brought it too. There's nothing wrong if you like that kind of stuff. You know, hardcore violent wrestling has its place. You can argue, is that going to restrict the... Um, so I've got itch on my foot, which is why I'm doing this. All these information I'm giving you today. You could argue that it's going to restrict the potential of the mainstream to watch it. Because I'd imagine if you don't really get wrestling, that would be too much for you. But I think the diversity variety argument is more important. You know, I think being able to offer something for everybody and make sure you balance the more hardcore stuff out. You can't do that stuff all the time because we do get desensitized to it. And you never want to get to that point because it's like, well, where do we go next? But balance it and do it right. And I think it's, it more than has its place. Chris Burden Super Chat says, an up from Simon is like being put on the list. Dude, I will take that, my friend. I love the fact that this has so much power. Mwah. It makes me happy. Also, just notice 316 people watching for a second then. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, who dat for life? Chris Fields in Super Chat says, hashtag Lana Day forever. Push her, Vince. And then hashtag Rusev Day past. Well, I guess Lana is being, they're all being pushed right now. They are in clearly what WWE considers one of the biggest angles on Raw. And it is doing very well on the internet. People are intrigued by it. And look, well, you can criticize it and you can say you don't like it. But at least they're trying something, I suppose. We have been crying out for more Attitude Era storylines. This is what that is. It doesn't mean you have to like it. WWE should probably wrap it up sooner or later, in my opinion. But I do respect them for trying something different. I always say that. Try, and if it fails, try again. It's better than doing the same old, same old. This is different. Uh, Matthew Bailey in Super Chat says, Do you think the MJF heel turn was too fast? We'll only know in a few weeks. We, we, we don't know yet. Um, you know, if they've got a really good plan and this turns MJF into one of the biggest heels in the company, then no, because that was always going to be his position. And as long as we don't do anything to knock him off that perch, then we've done it right. And I also think a Cody MJF program is great. And I think it gets more eyes on, uh, on MJF. We will know in 24 hours time. He needs a, he, we can't WWE it when he just comes out and goes, I don't owe you an explanation. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's a story. <laughs> it's a narrative I need to know. Like if, if, uh, if I'm reading a book and the two main characters, one turns around and kills the other one and goes, I just wanted to do it. No, no, no. You've just taken my time and not given me anything back. I need a reward, right? I need to feel investment and I don't get that from that. So as long as he comes out with a really, really good reason and backs it up with his emotion, his delivery and whatever else you want to do, then it's all good. But we need that and that's the key. Uh, shout out to the Hazy Boy as well who just put some money in the super chat. Appreciate it hazy boy hope you are feeling hazy today um uh sorry just that's there's one people being weird in the chat don't don't be racist or anti-semitic in the chat you get banned there's no this ain't professional football it's one and you're out no no none of that all right none of that i, I, I ain't into that stuff everyone's cool doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter if you're color you are religion you are i respect anybody uh, and the head of the super chat says steve burns is your manager match made in heaven <laughs> he'd be good at it as well burns would love doing that 
Uh, shout out to Steve Burns. I doubt he's watching, but shout out to Steve Burns. Actually got a cool little project that is dropping on Friday that you will see in Stoon uh, that was uh, orchestrated by one Stephen W. Burns. So I don't want to give away too much. Just keep an eye on my Twitter on Friday. If you're into the old video game and stuff, nothing too sort of super major, but something that I think you'll enjoy. Friday. That's that like two days. In fact, I should message him and sort uh, and sort this out. Uh, right, that's pretty much it. I think we've talked about everything. We did Full Gear, we did SmackDown, we've done Raw, and of course we talked about CM Punk returning. I will just go and make sure nothing else has dropped about CM Punk. I mean, what else is there to tell, right? But we will double check it all the same. There was some cool... Apparently the uh, AEW loss, uh, win-loss record is going to reset every January. I like that. Some people were moaning, oh, that's rubbish. No, it's not. That's brilliant. That's what they do in real sports, right? The league ends and you start again. So, uh, yeah, I think um, I, I quite like that. Otherwise, no, I don't think anything else has been going on. But that's the big news. That is the big news. And that WrestleMania 36 tickets go on sale today. And apparently it's all because CM Punk is, uh, <laughs> is debuting. Uh, not debuting, re-debuting there, I should say. We'll find out. Shout out to the Hazy Boy in the Super Chat. It says, top title push for Rusev after this story. Hashtag Patreon. Uh, are you a patron, my friend? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Look, man, everyone knows how much I love Rusev. Even with all this narrative stuff that I don't, it's not really my bag. I still love him. I'll always love him. There's something about Rusev that I enjoy. We will see where it goes. Hopefully they have a plan. Hopefully that they, they, they do have a plan. And also, look, you know, even if you don't like the fact that CM Punk has returned, it doesn't matter. You don't have to watch WWE backstage. I don't think he's going to be on Raw and SmackDown for a while. And if he is, let's see what context he's going to be used in. I just, I enjoyed it. It was a cool thing to wake up to. It was a cool thing to chat about. Uh, it was good as well because I wanted to have, I wanted to do a podcast today to get back in the flow of things. So he gave me a topic. That was good too. So um, yeah, overall, it's, uh, it's two thumbs up for me. Unsurprisingly, most things are two thumbs up for me. I always try and look for the best in everything. Uh, and I look, I had a good time. I had a good time um, just watching. The clip was weird. So many people said, yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, it's true because you're expecting this big pop, but there's only like cameramen and producers in there. And what's, what are Booker T, Samoa Joe and Paige going to do? Renee Young's the host, so she's got to hold everything together. I do love Renee Young, though. Even she was on Twitter, like the, the WWE account hadn't tagged a minute on Twitter, so she did it for them. She's good, Renee Young. She's good at her job. Um, but I, I, I look, it's going to make me want to watch backstage. They've now fixed the problem they had a year ago, a year ago, a week ago, when nobody watched. People will now definitely be watching. And likely every time CM Punk is on, everyone's going to tune in. It's a win-win all round, as far as I'm concerned. And if it does lead to an in-ring return then more power to everybody. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a reason CM Punk is a name in wrestling is because he was good at what he did and people loved him and he built up a following. And I want to, you know, if he doesn't, great. If he does, great. If he goes back in MMA, great. If he does more movies, great. It's his life. And he's built a pretty damn good platform for himself and he should be able to use that however he sees fit that's best for him and that's best for his family. A lot of people saying CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Hell yeah. I would pop like that for days. But... You just don't know. Uh, Christopher Hunt also says, Christopher Lunt, sorry, also says, I'm still waiting for the Hurricane Rana off the top rope. Well, when that came around, I wasn't a wrestler. Now I am, but I can still tell you there's going to be no Hurricane Rana's off the top rope. Miller is no, is no good when he climbs up those ropes, those turnbuckles. From the second rope, I'm all right. Do a pretty decent shoulder barge. Otherwise, not for me. Uh, on that note as well, if you are in the High Wycombe area this Saturday, I will be performing at EWA. Uh, so make sure you come out to their Danger Zone show. You can search them on the internet right now and find them. And if you're in Bedford on Sunday, make sure you come to the EWE show where I, I also have a match. I'm fighting. Thank goodness I am going to be able to wrestle this weekend. There was a, a point where on Monday I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Probably going to look a lot smaller 
as I try and power all this weight back on. But hey-ho, I've had worse in my career. It will all be good. And to finish off with Just Vincent and Super Chat, he says, thoughts on a future Fiend or Firefly faction? And we talked about this before. Unless Bray Wyatt really hits some kind of creative stumbling block, I prefer him by himself. I think we've had the faction group thing with him previously. I don't think we need to do it again. But as always, if you can make the story in the shoe fit, then hell yeah. Don't ever not do something because it doesn't feel like the right idea. Do it because you think you've come onto something and everybody agrees. Again, probably something that WWE is lacking right now. This almost insistence to stick to the plan, even though the plan isn't working. So yeah, let's, let's play it day by day. Let's play it show by show. Let's play it event by event and make sure that we're always heading in the right direction. I would say that this week we are not. <laughs> I didn't I didn't massively. It was all right. Raw was just bizarre. Raw was just bizarre. And on that note, I'll, uh, I'll love you and leave you. Thank you to everybody watching. If you're on YouTube right now, please do subscribe. I really would appreciate it. And again, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes. Just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. Give that a subscribe as well. And the whole point of moving it to Spotify is I want to grow the podcast. So hopefully we can uh, do that. Check out the Jim Sterling episode that dropped last week if you haven't already. And of course, patreon.com forward to Simon316. That is how I'm able to do all this stuff. Again, the last two days, I would have been boned. But thank you to lovely patrons who keep their support going. Uh, you can come on the podcast. You can get a t-shirt. You can get personalized messages, a postcard. Join my weekly Q&A sessions. There's loads of different rewards. Or even you just throw a dollar in there. My word, does it help me. And thank you to everybody that supported the Super Chat as well. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. I think that's everything. I think we're done. If I'm going to see you at a wrestling show soon, make sure you come and say hello. We can shake hands and have a little hug, unless I'm sweaty, because nobody wants that. And we will do another show this week, as long as I stay above board, which I'm hoping I'm, hoping I'm past the worst of it now. But yeah, take care of yourselves. And I leave you with this one word of advice. If you're going to see friends, family, colleagues, whatever, and somebody tells you they had a virus in the last two weeks, tell them you don't want to see their ass for at least another two weeks after that. I will see you soon. Yeah.